0: Welcome to episode 69 of the 2 on 3 podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, and you can find my nicest thoughts at S-E-A-T-J-K, and with me as always is Chris. Where can we find you being the first guy to comment nice on the 69 jokes, Chris?
1: (laughs) I will not be playing this game with you tonight.
0: You're wrong about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you can find me at CD Villasenor um, on the Twitter machine
0: fantastic interact with the show on twitter at two one three pod or hit us up via email at holla, holla. at two one three on three pod.com you know how much we love to hear from you as you can probably tell i at least am not going to shy away from the obvious this week but rather i'm going to drag chris into the prone position to explore our mule, mutual oral fascination wait what 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 are <laughs> we doing <laughs> we're orating oh i well, got it got in it. a fascinating fashion got it i'm with Together, you now at the same time in a prone position
1: (laughs) (laughs) man you are gonna really stretch this thing out
0: we're almost done (laughs) got it you know normally I'll grab a quote from the edit for our episode title but uh, tonight I feel like it writes itself so we're just gonna call it um, be nice until it's time not to be nice
1: shout out to Patrick Swayze
0: indeed we'll start with being nice neighbors and deciding when to be nice to strangers Move on to nice looks as we discuss the look of some of our favorite characters in TV and film and how those looks deviate from the source material. And finally, we'll talk about the nicest scenes from some of our favorite actors. Dejotwa has the worst possible type of dad joke in it this week. And in the OT, we'll talk a bit about the limits of being nice to your kids when they aren't nice to themselves. Uh, So as we start our conversation on being nice, I wanted to ask you, can you think of a time when circumstances required it of you but you were pushed to your fake smiling limit and or past that limit?
1: You know, I mean, if you work in any sort of customer service situation, you're gonna get pressed into this. And um, if you've ever worked retail or if you've ever worked a service job, like a restaurant job, then somebody is going to push you. Someone, and you're going to either, you're either, you're gonna make a decision in that moment whether or not to Keep your job, <laughs> or don't get tired, or be nice. And I think that that I'm I've had an easy time being nice to people just because you know it's in your I nature. Give, I, you are a it's nice in my person. nature I, exactly. I'm not I'm not the kind of person to, to push back unless you start pushing really really hard. Yeah, you know I think that I think there's people have needs. I get that, um, but and people get rude. People get hostile, and I just Sometimes I just have to think, you know, I don't know what your problem is, but I currently don't have any problems, so what can I do for you?
0: <laughs> How can I help you? That's just who I am. Yeah, in a professional sense, I'll definitely just kind of shut it down with a, with a very flat sort of, you know, I'm going to give you the response that's required by the situation, but I'm going to give it to you in the most disinterested tone that I can muster to make sure <laughs> that you understand that I definitely don't care about your drama.
1: Right, right. And uh, and I I can't do that. I generally will. I I'm gonna roll out the at least a semi red carpet for you. I'm just gonna say what. Yeah, you know, how can I help? What can I do for you? You're a lot I mean, more forgiving than I am. I'm much more forgiving than you are. And but that's I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm not. There's no judgment there. But I think that just the nature of my own work and just. Like I said, I try to I try to be empathetic toward people. Sure, I try to I try to say you know I get it like you know my my life is pretty good so you know how can I make yours better? <laughs> I, don't, I think it, it sounds a little bit maybe stuck up. I don't know. I I don't mean to sound entitled, but I do feel like I' pretty blessed. So if you have issues or and if I if I can help in any way, I'm generally happy to help. Sure,
0: you're paying it forward. Yeah, maybe. I saw an interesting special and we're deviating well from the, the the agenda this evening, but I saw an interesting special the other night where um, it's actually, I think on a, a show called why it's the next problem areas. And he's just talking about education and the issues with the stress teens feel and how difficult it is for them to get through school and how there's no resources for this in school to help, you know, minors with mental health. And it's just really a not an issue. We just barely don't deal with in society. It's just, it's bad or it's good. And, and you just kind of cope with it as best you can. Um, and the teachers are, there's there's a movement toward doing what they call trauma-informed response. And basically what that means is instead of responding to the act, respond to the cause. And like we've talked about before, I'm a big advocate for treating the root cause of problems. So I think that's a really difficult mission to take on but uh, definitely something we probably need more of so good on you for contributing uh, in a positive way to society Chris
1: <laughs> thank you I try
0: unlike the dude that I encountered coming out of the parking garage the other night uh, two lanes left two lanes to the left for an exit that can t- to take a left and one lane to the right to take a right and there's of course lines in the lanes exiting the parking garage that go to the left because it's where most people want to go in this particular garage at that time of day the right lane has no waiting for the scanner to get out and you know i'm not going to get in that one even though there's no cars there and then you know do the thing that these two or three people started doing now they came up you know they come up to the parking garage there's three cars waiting to get out they just go in the far right one and then when it's time to make the turn they just they're turning left and they turn left from the right yes yes just so they didn't have to wait in line at the at the the turnstile to get out of the garage and you know me (laughs) you better follow the fucking rules <laughs> and so I, the windows are down right because we're scanning our badges to get out and this guy like he cut sh- he turns left right in front of me as i'm pulling out to make my left
1: oh yeah he heard about it
0: oh for sure and i was like i was just like hey that's you know i just honked and he looks over and he's this i don't know some guy with shoulder length blonde dyed hair like it's not bleach blonde like not like punk style but like sure Johnny Rezesnik style (laughs) you with me yes and he's got a shitty little mustache too so he's that kind of guy got it and I'm honking at him and then he actually kind of throws his hands up like what and I so I I I proceed to give it the verbal the verbal follow-up which is hey that's a right turn only lane uh, your time's not worth more than others. And he's like, you're freaking out about parking, dude, whatever. You're freaking I'm like, I'm not freaking out. You're an asshole. Right. <laughs> like, and Let's I be just, clear.
1: Let's be clear what the problem is here. Yeah,
0: I'm not and actually upset you. about what you're doing. I'm upset with the way that you're contributing to the downfall of society. <laughs> yeah, right. If everyone yeah. did the shit that you do, the world would be much worse place. And it seems like that's a real problem these days. Yes, for sure. And then uh, last weekend, while I'm on my soapbox, <laughs> I want to share with you an anecdote for my wife. I actually invited her to come record this herself on the show tonight, but she she declined.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't want to be associated with this, with this mess that we put on every week.
0: <laughs> she, she, I did have her write out this anecdote for me because I heard it as a third-hand story. So I mentioned last week that we'd had a five-year-old birthday party at our house on Sunday, and you know, anytime you're doing that with the school friends, you got to deal with the school parents, and that's that. Those those people are all over the map, right? They're all walks of life. You never know what you're going to get with the, mm-hmm. the kids' parents, and
1: yes. And this don't... is the this is the time of your life when you have to invite
0: essentially everyone in the class. Uh, it seems to be actually that 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 aspect, or that I remember that when I was younger, and that seems to have gone by the wayside. People seem really. to understand now that the kids can, can invite shave it their friends, and that's just it. <laughs>
1: I think when we did early birthday parties it it was a large group. It generally was I remember most that. it was mo- you invited the whole class. Yes. And maybe half to two thirds showed up.
0: Yeah. And what we do these days is you everyone gets a contact list and so it's basically like you ask the kid what kids do you want to come because i'll be honest my five-year-old come home be like i hate this kid and i this kid sucks <laughs> and i'm like you know why and he's like i don't know he's yelling or, or he's like harassing me you know whatever right. it is right. i'm like well i'm not going to make you invite that shithead to your birthday party so yeah. who, who do you want to come right. i mean look i'm sorry if people have hurt feelings but i'm not going to sacrifice my child's happy birthday so your clearly maladjusted child can join the party <laughs> But anyway, I want to read this anecdote that my wife shared because one of these parents, really with an amazing sense of timing as well here. So I'm going to – this is all going to be a quote, so I'm going to read it as if I'm her in the first person. All right. Here we go. So here I am cutting my five-year-old's birthday cake among a room full of waiting friends, family, and daycare parent acquaintances. Serving up a queue of plates stacked with cake and ice cream to a close friend and my mom who are shuffling – serving up a queue of plates stacked with cake and ice cream a close friend and my mom who are shuffling them out to the masses and then the subtle tap tap on my shoulder about halfway through one of the daycare mothers in an unidentified unidentifiable european accent asks me could you make me a cup of hot tea all the beverages are too cold at first i wasn't sure she was really asking me for this or perhaps i heard her wrong but no she proceeds to stand less than a foot from my elbow as i continue to cut slices of cake implying that i need to stop and serve the tea first My aforementioned helpers give me a subtle, is she for real right now? supporting look as I reply, sure. Green or black tea, and fire up the instant hot water kettle. I'm standing there waiting to select the proper setting for the kettle while she hems and haws for what seems like an eternity and then selects green tea. I return to my 14, five year old guests waiting for their sugar rush. Post party, picking up the counter, I dump out a full cup of tea, barely touched. And I saw this interaction occur from a distance, and then I saw her with the mug later, and I was like, what What does she have? Like, where did she get that? What? I thought she just got water in one of the mugs. You know, you open somebody's cabinets so with yeah. a glass of water, and sure. you just grab whatever's there. You don't worry too much about getting the proper glassware. But uh, yeah. no, she demanded a cup of hot tea in the middle of the, uh, in the, the middle of service. birthday party. In
1: yeah. the middle of cake service. Yeah.
0: Now, this is obviously a
1: timing issue, because <laughs> if you're at a party, and you'd like a cup of hot tea... It's certainly well within the you're with, well within bounds to ask the host if if there is hot tea that you could have sure I get this, but to do this in the middle of cake cutting is just crazy
0: it it was it was interesting
1: I, this is this is taking a right this is taking a left from the right lane this is this is absolutely what this is this is i'm I'm currently experiencing.
0: A want, or I wouldn't even call it discomfort. No, it's not even a. It's not even a. See, I have a moderate desire for a warm beverage. Can you please accommodate
1: me? Could you just drop everything in right. the middle of your daughter's birthday party and hook me up?
0: What are we doing?
1: That's what I'm asking. Oh Lord, how nice I do just, I have to
0: be to people? I'm glad I wasn't cutting the cake out. i been like, I, I, I
1: would, you know, I would have just put. Her, I would have put her off. I said, you know, I'm happy to make you a cup of coffee. Or, I'm happy to make you a cup of hot tea just as soon as I get this cake out. Yeah. That's it. That's what I'd have done. And then I would have got her a cup of hot tea after I got that cake out. Snidely. Because it, <laughs> I wouldn't even been snide about it, but I would have just set the expectation right up front. Happy to get you some tea. Let me get this cake into these kids' hands and we'll we'll hook this up. Or I, you know me, I know myself. I probably said, "Ooh, you know what? That sounds pretty good. Let me get this cake out to these kids and we'll both and we'll have some tea." Sure. I mean, that's just would and you like p- some honey? And squeeze <laughs> it all over her head, <laughs> <laughs> and that just and that person will just go. Great. Now I've set your i've 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 set i've set an expectation for you. Now, it's like yeah. you're gonna get tea. We're good with tea eventually. Because I off a lot of times I will ask for coffee at other people's houses, but I just you know. You know, if I see a Keurig sitting around, I'm definitely going to ask for coffee.
0: <laughs> right. If I can just punch. I'll see. I got it. Can I use this?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you have a mug and, uh, you know, if you got a mug and uh, some Keurigs around, I, I know how to work the machine. Right. I can do this. A few buttons. If, it, if it's cool, you know, if it's if it's cool with you. But, yeah, that's, a, just a, that's just a crazy timing thing. And, again, people, when you get those kind of loosely affiliated groups together, yeah, like, people just don't. You don't have any sort of feeling for, hey, what's this person like? You know, well, if maybe, anything
0: though, you should be skewing toward the the less obtrusive.
1: Right. You should be skewing toward congenial. Like I'm a guest, but I'm not I'm not a guest at your hotel. <laughs> right. right, right. <laughs> you know? I'm a guest in your home, which is completely different being a guest at the the, you know, at the Sheraton. And and people I think people don't get that sometimes.
0: Well, I think that my wife, when, I, when she told me the story, the thing she was most annoyed by in the moment was not just, the, you know, the initial interruption. But then when it was like, we have an electric tea kettle where you, you push the button, right? And it's going to make the right temperature for that kind of tea. Uh huh. And granted, maybe, you know, that's fancy. I don't know. And then most people are just boiling the water till it whistles and it's going to be what it's going to be. So maybe sure. this woman wasn't ready for this question but she, my wife seemed very irritated that she wasn't ready with her order. When she was like green tea or black tea, she's like oh, I'm paralyzed by indecision. I don't know. <laughs> what do you like? What would you like? <sighs> like asking anyway. ask when the it's like when the grocery cashier asks a septuagenarian an unexpected question in at the, yeah. the line. You just you've destroyed yeah. it. You you've ruined the entire process here. <laughs> it's
1: like that person doesn't know. Just serve them something. Just
0: just, just give them something. Well, we're well into the first segment, and uh, yeah. continuing with my domestic strife uh, on Friday, there was a uh, livestock trailer outside my house, and I've talked before about what I call my dirt bike, dirt bike neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the point break, trailer. the point,
1: the point break neighbors.
0: Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> livestock trailer, the, the plow the street and make it a sheet of ice neighbors. Yes. Uh, there was a livestock trailer out by their property, and I was concerned <laughs> and our dog was wigging out like he was out like standing on the landing on the deck with his front paws up on the railing for a long time and it turns out it's sheep and goats they're un- unloading there i go out there the next morning um they like erected a makeshift electric fence and what appears to be when i see it first is like it- illegally tapped power running across the street like off the bottom of the power pole oh how um, do you even do that I don't know, but I didn't want to touch it and find out. Right, <laughs> I took some pictures of it, so maybe we can examine. Were it. they clearing
1: some brush with these animals? Or so that's something? what it turned
0: out to be happening. Yes, um, and the thing is that they were putting these goats in this easement area where these people already illegally park their trailer on land that isn't theirs. Sure, <laughs> and I thought for sure they were trying to clear out more of that space, so they had more flat, forested area that they could park more shit in. I, when I was ready, like I was, uh, my blood was up immediately. I was like, <laughs> these motherfuckers. <laughs> And then uh, a neighbor comes out actually right when one of the the woman that lives over there is backing out of her driveway and and he walks his dog over there. And uh, he, I saw that they got into a a conversation and uh, so my wife went out to talk to him and ask him what was going on. And it turned out that the HOA that is part of, not our neighborhood, but the immediate, like literally the houses across the street are in an HOA. Oh, they have an, okay. Yeah, and that's where this easement is, is in that property. Uh, They're clearing out brush to prevent homeless camps in the woods, which apparently is a new problem in the neighborhood. Oh, that's nice. That's going well. But I was just glad that I didn't, because I was ready to like go over there and be like, what the fuck are you doing with these goats now? (laughs) right i was ready i took a bunch of pictures i was ready to call the power company i wanted to find out what the rules were on livestock i was i was gonna sick all the the domestic services on these people and i'm glad i waited a little bit to find out what's going on (laughs) you
1: know it's a nice i guess it's a nice way to clear the brush i guess it's better than putting a big giant power machine in there it's the goat man it's the goat man well you know and again Yeah, it's just the history with those people is such a such a mess that you gotta.
0: Yeah, I'm up on I'm on high alert there.
1: (laughs) You're just waiting for. Everybody has those neighbors. We have those neighbors. Everybody has those neighbors. You know, people parking their trucks and shit on the right on the on the wrong side of the road. We had we've had this conversation before, but it's just you know some people just don't know when to stop. You know, people just
0: and you never know, right? And these people seem very much. Happy to do whatever they can get away with, right?
1: I mean, I always picture these people just doing big donuts with their motorcycles and shit in the cul-de-sac, <laughs> just you like say that. like smoking the tires and stuff. Well, a couple of weekends ago, <laughs> drinking well, was... drinking a four loco and just going buck wild.
0: <laughs> it was nice outside, and we had all the kids out. You know, the neighbor kids are over, and we have a, a nice place set in our backyard. So the girls are playing together with the neighbor kids, and myself, my wife, and uh, uh, the the girl across the street, her mother, uh, were in the backyard. And we're kind of just you know talking and, and hanging out while the kids are playing. And I can hear the guy up there working on his dirt bike, right? Cause he's revving it every once in a while. And then like tink, 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 tink. And it, you know, mm-hmm. I can hear, I know what he's doing. And then he fires it up, which is fine. All good. And then he kind of rides it kind of slowly down the street, which is again, right next to our yard. And basically where we're standing, um, there's a fence, but he can clearly see us because all the kids are climbing around in this play structure, which is taller than the fence. Mm-hmm. And he gets down to the bottom of the street, turns around and then just lays on the throttle to go back up the hill to his house and at one point is catwalking the bike up the hill and blows a huge cloud of blue smoke like just everywhere and so now we're like coughing and hacking this blue (laughs) motorcycle smoke and I'm like god damn it and so he gets up there and as soon as he cuts that engine I know he can hear me and I basically scream like an old man the speed limit's still 25. (laughs) Because I feel like that's my only real recourse. It's like, you can't go flying up the street 50 miles an hour. Right. Blowing your gross oil mix motorcycle smoke everywhere.
1: Yeah. It's so cool. I know what he's thinking. It's like, hey, I bet the those kids would think this is cool.
0: Yes, exactly. And no, they were just like, they were definitely like, what the hell? It was loud (laughs) and there was a cloud of disgusting smelly smoke. They weren't happy about it.
1: That's it. I mean, you, I don't know what's going to happen between you and those neighbors down the road. Something ugly's going to. happen. A
0: dispute is not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's not even summertime yet. where you're outside a lot, it's going to get. It's going to yeah. get ugly. Hopefully, those people go somewhere away.
0: Maybe to camping not. or
1: something. Because God, I don't even want to know what's going to happen over there.
0: Well, the goats have become a neighborhood tourist attraction now. Oh, like, are they still there? Well, so they're gone now. But all Come weekend. Oh, for like two or three days. They were there for yeah, two days, and all weekend people were coming up to the dead end and like just parking and looking at the goats.
1: <laughs> Every Which word is I goat? The, huh? Which word is goat? Anyway, it's an old Chris. So <laughs> I don't
0: know what that
1: is. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a uh, it's a rush hour two joke.
0: I uh, gotcha. All right, so now that we're kind about to hit up against the timer here, I had one more question for you. Yeah. Um, I was up the playground with the girls uh, not that long ago. And there was a seemingly largely unsupervised child who couldn't have been more than eight or nine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, it was a little girl and she nearly fell like she caught herself, but I saw it happen where I was like, Oh my God, that girl's about to like break her arm. Like she almost fell off right. the structure. And, okay. uh, I didn't see any parents even shortly after this. And so I'm not sure how old she was, but what do i do if i'm there with my children and some loose child breaks their friggin arm on the playground
1: this is a very in in this day and age this is a tricky situation
0: and we're not going to respect the timer because i want to talk about this so the the
1: so let me let me tell the story let me tell a, a different story okay i was at uh the movies one night at a very late show of I forget what the name of the movie was. Anyway, because I never saw the end of it. So I was sitting there, and there were maybe, there was, I was in the movie. I was by myself. There was an older couple, and then there was another, like, dating couple. It was, I don't know, it was a very popular movie. And I was sitting there, and about 20, 25 minutes left in the movie, I see this kid. He's walking around, going up and down the aisles, up and down the aisles. I look at the old people. It's like ah, that's not their kid. I didn't see that. They see this dating couple. I say, like, I don't know what's going on with this kid. So I so I look and I this kid's just walking up and down the aisle. So I finally I I stand up and I walk over to him and I take a knee and I and I don't touch him, mm-hmm. but I said, Hey, buddy, I, are you looking for somebody? <laughs> are you looking for your mommy? And he's like, he gives me sort of the nod, like yes, like he. So I was like, oh. Okay, so I said, I tell you what, buddy, let's go find your mommy. So I was just going to take him to the, I was just going to take him to the, the snack bar. Your van. And like, the van. This <laughs> is where it gets, the snack this bar. is where. Yeah, you're some man, is, are you by yeah. yourself? Yes. Yeah. This is Now, I'm trying to help this kid, but I'm keenly aware that I'm a single dude
0: and there's a little kid. Hey, buddy, let's go find your mom together. And
1: I just said, and God. I said, and I, and I just said, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't touch him. Uh-huh. But I said, just you know, kinda of just follow me here and and I open up the door and I look out and next door was like a kid's movie playing. Mm. So I, the kid must have just wandered out. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, but I said, let's I said, why don't you just have a seat right here next to the this theater that's playing whatever and I'll sit and I'll just you know, I'll just sit you know, three or feet away from you. And I'll just sort of, I just knelt down kind of and just mm-hmm. said, why didn't you just we'll have him just... go
0: walk up and down the island there? No, because I didn't know. Maybe you I could have
1: watched from the back. <laughs> I could have made him more lost. I didn't want to make him more lost. I did. Sure. And I also didn't want to
0: like have to lead this kid around. So I'm I I guessing said, he has irresponsible parents or one parent who is there with other well, kids and is like, just that's... go to the bathroom on your own. No. It, it, so, so five
1: minutes later, <laughs> how old is this kid? He is Best four. Okay. He oh, is four. He's oh, really small. And, Okay. He is four and it is ten thirty at night. Oh <laughs> great. <laughs> so I'm I'm sitting there, I'm going, okay, I'm just gonna sit here till the movie lets out and whatever, and then we'll find we'll find this kid's mom. Like two minutes later, that same theater, this woman comes bursting out. She's got she's holding a kid, she's got two kids in tow. She she's blonde, this little kids are blonde, she's got all the blonde kids. I'm like, okay, that's mom. She's fine fucking freaking out she's lo- by herself she's lost- yes she's lost her shit yeah and she's like she scoops the kid up she doesn't say thank you to me or anything she's just, I, I didn't expect to thank you and she hauls off and she's like there you are blah 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 and he's he reaches for her and i'm like okay that's mom and then they then they hustle out of there and then i go back to my movie and the credits are running and i miss the whole end of it <laughs>
0: So but you did a good deed. So you're, but, you're so nice. I would have just but, taken the kid to the manager room and like, this is your problem. Yeah. But <laughs> the, so now we
1: go back to the, the the thing. Like you cannot handle a strange child, even if they're hurt. I don't think so. What Especially if she's bleeding? You're a man that, I mean, even though you're there with your little girl, if that girl falls off, unless she's in dire need, right. if, I mean, if it's a trickle of blood,
0: yeah. I'm a, I'm going to let it bleed. Well, my question was, when do I call 911? Because I feel like that's my only real move is say, hey, there's a child, unsupervised child here. They're hurt. I'm not trained to treat them. I need your help. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah. I would have to do that. And then I would
1: get close to the child, but not too close to the child. Right.
0: Because I was thinking, like, even if,
1: she- if there are, even if her arm is like spun off and like obviously broken, I am not handling this child under any circumstances. Which the,
0: is too bad. Yeah. Because I just can't. I, I There's just no, I'm I just. not going to hurt there. the child, right? I would definitely help the child, but I don't know what the outcome of that situation is going to be. Right. and
1: it, it depends how bad they're hurt, but yeah. a call to 911 would certainly be the first thing that I did. And then unless the kid was, I would just tell, if the kid was crying and hurt, I would just have them try to lay down. It says I wouldn't touch the kid, but I'd say lay down, try to relax, try to breathe. I would probably talk them through but i wouldn't handle that i wouldn't handle a strange kid in a
0: right. park yeah like, i just realized that in that moment i'd never really gone through that mental checklist of like what to do in the situation especially if the kid was like got the wind knocked out of them or like say was you know like broken arm where you can get up and walk it off and like well where do you live oh i live like four houses away and it's like no i could definitely get you there but damn i don't want to show up with you on the on the doorstep like this right
1: no that's a it's a it's tough and i kind of believe that kids should be able to go to the park if 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 they yeah. can if they can, if they, if they live a few doors
0: down, why not? Why wouldn't I used to I, ride my bike all over this, like the entire town we live in, which was not small. It was smaller than, smaller than it is now, but you know, in like third and fourth grade. And I realized yeah. that that's really not a thing anymore, but
1: yeah. it seems it,
0: weird that it can't be because the world is demonstrably safer, even though we know a lot more about the dangers. Sure. And, and it's just, it's a weird,
1: it's a weird situation in this day and age when you see a kid playing by themselves in a park and they're, of a certain age if they are elementary school age and it's a kid playing by themselves at a park it does the alarm bells ring
0: right but nine years old really if you live in the area isn't really too young to be at the school playground especially if you go to school with that school it's down the you know down the street from your house i i mean it, it, it it didn't used to be anyway
1: right but it feels weird in this day and age for sure
0: and it was odd to see a little girl alone too that's not very common yeah yeah. And the reason I was on HyperGuard is because earlier a, a young boy around the same age had run himself into a pole right in front of me. And I had to turn around because I started to laugh. <laughs> his, dad was, his dad was there, but the kid just leveled himself. And then he just broke into tears. And I was like, I got to walk away from this because that was hilarious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it'll be hilarious later for them too
0: yeah when he has a big knot on his head
1: well there you have it
0: alright well finally we're going to move into segment 2 and talk a little right. bit more about or not more about but rather switch gears and talk a little bit more like topics we usually handle on the show pop culture good, good, oriented
1: good sentence you made there
0: yeah I, that was really good speaking <laughs> I'm excellent ex- extemporaneous talking <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, really, totally pro
0: just a smooth transition you're not going to get it any better than that <laughs> if i was nitpickier i would definitely re-record that transition but i'm not gonna we're gonna leave it in so game of thrones is back it has been very well received and i think people are excited to have it back in our lives Um, i think the character building for the first couple of episodes has been uh, exciting but it brought to uh, my twitter feed an article by emma media that talked about, like, do the characters on the show look the way they should? And this is something that, for me, for Game of Thrones, when we identified ourselves as book readers last week, um, is one of those things that's bugged me more about certain characters than others. And this article touches on a few. And I want to talk to you about this topic in general, also about Marvel, because and we'll get there in just a minute. But uh, I've always had gripes with, you know, um, really with just Emilia Clarke not, not to me looking in, like, I always think of the Targaryens as very ethereal and they're supposed to have purple eyes and, and it took like four seasons for them to get her wig. Right. So it was a real problem yes. early on. Yes. It's right now,
1: but yes, yes. She looks great right now early. It was a little bit. Yes. A little, uh, a little rough.
0: Yeah. And then things like you're um, on Greyjoy. He's supposed to have a, a patch. And I always kind of thought of him as more akin to like Mad-Eye Moody from the Harry Potter <laughs> series. Yeah, in my head, Yeah. Yeah. Then sort of this rakish pirate guy they've got going these days.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's. This is the. This is. I think this is the hard thing about casting television is that first of all, you you'd like to get an able actor to do the work.
0: Right. That's that's (laughs) that's yeah. That's job one.
1: That's job one. And if they happen to look, if you if they happen to look, have a perfect look, then great. Otherwise, you just sort of make them. You do what you need to do. You throw a wig on. You make them grow beard. You. Do what you need to do, right? That's this is, a, that's just the thing, and and I agree with Amelia Clark. I think that you know when you read the books, the Targaryens have skinny, they're fine featured. I think I think um, I think Viserys was perfectly cast. He looked like what I felt a Targaryen should look like, and Amelia okay. Clark's just a little bit. Her features maybe just a little too round. And, I think she's just too small. And,
0: uh, I think that's a big part of it for me. She's very just very short, and I feel like she yeah. should be more like a an elf. Like, yeah, no, I, I hear that, I hear that But, uh, you know, I think
1: she's I think she's grown into it A little bit, she's much better I mean, she, I guess we're in season 8 I, I'm glad she's improved, because she was a little, if you rewatch Some of those first, oh, that first season stuff She was a weak stuff, part of the show, really <laughs> She was not great no. But, um, but I I think that, I think that You should try To find a an actor that fits the, uh, fits the mold. But, um, but in a lot of ways, an actor will make that role their own if they're, they're good at it. And you'll just, you'll just, you'll just see them. You'll just see it that
0: way. Yeah. I think that my biggest beef tends to be in these adaptations that, um, the people who are described in the books as not attractive and in very specific ways, that's often not respected in in the casting. And I, I, I somewhat understand why, but also like, isn't this an opportunity to have more diverse casting and have talented actors that don't have, uh, you know, a, a perfect headshot in these roles? <laughs> no. <laughs> because, this is a, because this is television. It's, you know, it's a visual medium. You want, I mean... Aren't we trying to work toward a more egalitar- egalitarian society where people's limitations are, are, no. are
1: not? <laughs> not? Not for TV and movies, we're not. No? The, no. Harry Potter is a perfect example of, you know, Hermione's supposed to be this bucktooth, frizzy-haired nerd
0: girl, and, and Watson's like the cutest, the cutest kid <laughs> the whole damn planet. You know, just like of course that they're gonna—they just kept the wild hair, that's it.
1: They kind of faked the wild hair, but it was just kind of a—that's how it works. They, wanna, they want to—they want—they want people who are appealing. I mean, and the people who are not supposed to be appealing aren't. I mean, the Hound looks perfectly houndish to me
0: it's just supposed to be worse right his scarring yeah. is supposed to be much more egregious he's supposed to have the two-face opening in his cheek where you can see his <laughs> jawbone. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah exactly i mean and, and i understand why you wouldn't do that but I, I mean all the common people seem seem pretty well cast i mean that's the
0: you're saying all the non-stars are rough enough to make up rough, for the
1: <laughs> exactly the fact that you're you know that everyone else is just particularly good looking. And again, it's Hollywood. That's, that's how this whole thing works. The people who, the people who get cast in these things are attractive. That's well,
0: the funny thing about this article too, is they went through and photoshopped, uh, like from actual (laughs) photos to like the way they should look. And in some cases you get a really hilarious result because like the, a description is your grits hair was such a tangle that John was tempted to ask her if she only brushed it at the changing of the seasons. She had a round peasant face, a pug nose, and slightly crooked teeth, and her eyes were too far apart. And so they photoshopped Rose Leslie's face into this. I mean, it's just yeah, a because, very weird Admiral Akbar looking situation.
1: Yes, because, because yeah, a girl who looked like that grew up above the wall. That's a wild thing. <laughs> uh, no wildly attractive but you know again these are the people well, they who are got working it right, in... in lots of ways yeah well, no they didn't the red hair that was it <laughs> but she's not supposed to be hot she's not supposed to be she's supposed to be attractive in the fact that she's tough and he respects her and is attracted to her but yeah that's right. not it's really sort
0: of an in spite goes. of situation well, I saw exactly. Ready Player One recently too, and that was another book what, that really went out of its way to tell you exactly what the characters looked like. And we got at best a sort of side nod to how they're described in the books in, in the movie. Sure. Like, like it, yeah, it they, gave, that, you they at all? gave
1: they gave they gave the girl like kind of a birthmark on part of her face, like a, right. a, a very faint birthmark around her eye. Kind right. of. She's in supposed the right to have like her a full
0: on wine stain half and half face, more or less.
1: Yeah, no, it Just, doesn't bother me.
0: All right. Well, let's let's flip the coin over then, because I wanted to talk to you about the Marvel movies. Because I, what I think about with Game of Thrones is, you know, did we get step away, especially with the Targaryens, from being, you know, that that more fantastical look um, with the violet eyes to make it what I kind of call the 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 Dark Nightering of fantasy work. Sure. Where you know I used to talk to you about like the, the It felt to me always like when the Dark Knight came out that. Christopher Nolan or even Batman Begins kind of flipped the 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 formula and the formula used to be like let's take a comic book and make it a live action thing and now mm-hmm. the formula is let's pretend the comic book occurs in the real world.
1: Right, right. So and how can, we, costume design how can we
0: tailor it Right, so the costume design, like in the X Men and stuff, or or Marvel movies in general, um, always makes sense to me that it's a little less fantastical because, of course, the women are one wearing ridiculous clothes that you would never wear in any circumstance, let (laughs) alone fight. (laughs) Sure. And so I've liked what they've done, but I've also noticed that the movies have started to influence and seep back into both comic books and video games. So, like, you know, I mean, Nick Fury. Cool that Sam Jackson got cast as Nick Fury, but now Nick Fury, it's like it's canon that he's a black dude where he always used to be a white guy. And I, don't yeah. get me wrong, I do not care about this in any way, in any meaningful way that I don't think <laughs> he should have been made a black guy. I'm not one of those people. Um, but th- the same thing is is true of of uh, characters like Jessica Jones, right? We you see stuff now that comes out, and she's more it's more modeled after the Kristen Ritter character from the TV show than it is the original kind of. Defenders comic books yeah like that.
1: and I think that I think the that it's important to realize that the print medium of comic books is is very colorful and we're, we're happy with that mm-hmm. but when you put somebody in a colorful suit like that they kind of look goony. now as much as I love Christopher Reeve's Superman when you watch that 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 outfit is too bright it's mm-hmm. It just is weird It's just It's odd And he looks great in it But It's too It's too much And And I With the first X-Men movie It was smart I think that they put him in Just black leather outfits And let them And let them walk around It just seemed like a, a Smart move um, And that And that translates over into The rest of Superhero Universe Because The way that Comic books are drawn When you when you go one for one with that into the real world, it just doesn't work. It just, Mm -hmm. it it looks too weird. And so, um, you know, the reds are too red and the blues are too blue. And when you put that on screen against, you know, a city backdrop, it, it just looks goony. So, you know, something like something like, you know, Deadpool or even the, you know, even the new Superman outfit to tone those colors down, makes it look like it fits better in the real world. As opposed sure. to a comic book world, and um, but I think I think you have to do it, and you know the, to try to make things more practical. Like I think well, that sure. you know that that nobody look nobody nobody would look good in a superhero outfit the way it's drawn. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because, well, it's not it's not proportionate. First of all, <laughs> yeah. Even if you're yeah, but even if you're even if you're a bodybuilder, you'd still look goofy in one of those. Suits, it just doesn't work, right. it, it needs just some structure, it just doesn't to translate. It. Yes, yes, it can't just be a naked form with color instead, <laughs> instead of instead of you just being naked with like color drawn on your body, you have to have an outfit, it has to move, it has to do
0: things. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I think a, a good example is whichever X Men movie um, Olivia Munn shows up in as Psylocke. Mm-hmm. She's wearing the costume from the comics and it looks stupid. Right, it right. Just, it doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah. And, and that and comic book artists have a way of making things move and 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 making you making the world fit the person too because yeah. Because that's that's what comic books do, right? They have to draw all the backgrounds, they have to draw the cities, and, and everything seems to work together in a comic book. When we drop that into a building, because we've seen buildings, we've seen cities, we know what they look like. You know, it makes more sense to put Batman into a sort of an armored combat outfit than that Adam West gray, <laughs> that gray cloth with the with the blue panties on the outside of the of the suit. It just doesn't make any sense to do it that way in the real world because it would just look dumb.
0: Yeah. And the last thing that, and I'm certainly not the first person to ever bring this up, but it never ceases to amaze me when you look at comic books that everyone seems to be really comfortable fighting with like only their privates barely covered up. Oh, sure. Men and women. Like I don't want my bare thighs available (laughs) ever. (laughs) Like (laughs) in in, in any situation, let alone one where I'm going to fight. Right. God forbid, God forbid, you
1: know, you get chosen to be one of the star sapphires and have to wear that outfit, which is essentially <laughs> <laughs> just naked women with barely anything covering anything.
0: It's like, yeah. you can't wear that outfit in, in the real world. It's just, this is no good. I yeah, would well, at anyway. least wear some, like, compression shorts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, they uh and you know god bless the uh god bless the comic book artists. They all do they you know they they the good ones do a great job of this and um and you know the movie people have just a different job like trying to make it fit into the world which you know, for the most part I think Marvel's done a heck of a job. I don't I don't really oh, I see agree. I don't I don't have a I don't have a complaint with any of their
0: outfits really. No, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the characters, character design overall. And I, I think it helps with suspension of disbelief and, and kind of brings it, you know, brings some reality, some gravity to it. And, and uh, just the way they, the choices they've made have been, it's the exact opposite of what I wanted from like Transformers. I know I bring that up all <laughs> right. the time, but I was really disappointed by that. Transformers was a big part of my childhood and Michael Bay fucked it all up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm never going to let you forget it.
0: No. And okay. then some comic book artists can't draw feet.
1: Yeah, we, we, yes, we know this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to uh, segment three and talk about the nicest performance from some of our uh, treasured actors. And, and you were nice enough to put together a little list for us to work from here. And I think that this would be something we can do in a recurring fashion every once in a while since uh, we're not going to run out of actors anytime soon. I don't know when right. we're going to bring it back, but this seems oh. like, uh, for instance, you don't have Hanks on our list here, and I, that was something I wanted to get to. But uh, So why don't you set it up for us? So... I was just, um, we were
1: talking a little while ago about, um, if you had to explain it, maybe the five movie thing, like if you had to explain somebody, like, like we're going to show you five movies and these are the five movies I want you to see. And it got me thinking about actors in general. And if you had, if we named one actor or actress, um, and you said you had to see this one performance from them, um, which one would you choose?
0: Oh, I and think so, I came at this from the wrong direction, but okay.
1: <laughs> that's fine. Or a scene or whatever. Just you you want to be able to say, Hey, um, here's this actor. If you ever if you only ever saw one thing from them, here's what you should
0: here's what you should see. Okay. Or just something that means something to you. I mean that's So mine was definitely what... more the second thing. Like I definitely came at it from a what just without looking anything up. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing that I remember? Right.
1: Right. So we I chose five men and five women, and the men I chose were Jack Nicholson. George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Al Pacino for our first go rounds. So
0: um, let's start with the uh, let's start with uh, Jack Nicholson. So I had to sit on this for a while, and it, I just really had a hard time coming up with something that wasn't The Shining, as far as because I think I think it's the meme culture has actually ruined my brain, and I can't actually remember performances. <laughs> Um, right. But what I ended up landing on was the art gallery scene from Batman, and maybe that's because we just talked about it not that long ago, but I just started thinking about what, what for me, captures who Jack is, um, but also is just something crazy, you know, that stands out to me. And just everything about what goes on in that art gallery scene, from the way he's delivering his lines to the wants of and destruction and, and the, the weird... I don't know. Is he flirting with her? What's he doing? He's just harassing <laughs> Vicky Vale.
1: Yes, he's yes, he's harassing
0: her. Yeah, and so that's what I, that's what I ended up with.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good. You know i I felt like Jack Nicholson was um, a challenge because he's had such a long career. Yes, and that's um, and so that it's interesting because I don't have really any access to the early Jack. My early my earliest Jack Nicholson memory is The Shining, for mm-hmm. sure. And just because we I watched it on HBO like way too many times. And um, so I'm gonna say the Shining. I think it's you know, it's it's complete in that, you know, there's this transformation, there's this, you know, it pretty much shows you that all the things he can do. Like I'd never I never saw One Floor's the Cuckoo's Nest or in any meaningful way or or whatever. You know, I I was thinking about a few good men, but I feel like he's pretty much just in you know pedal to the metal mode the whole time and i think i think the shining is a much more complete performance so if i said you had to watch one jack nicholson movie i'd have to say the shining
0: yeah well i didn't want to pick the shining so that's why i ended up with i know <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, somebody more is somebody
0: somebody interesting here george clooney did you so i had a really hard time remembering uh <laughs> Like a George, a memorable George Clooney performance. I mean, he's good at everything, but he's often just doing a version of himself.
1: He's always just Clooney.
0: Yeah, and I really, really loved his Batman, and I didn't want to pick another Batman.
1: Movie.
0: So <laughs> he's, I was, he's 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 my
1: argument always is he's the best Batman with the worst movie.
0: Yeah, I don't. Think I would love I to see another. It. I would have loved another George Clooney Batman movie that didn't suck.
1: If Clooney had gotten, if Clooney had gotten. Um, val kilmer's batman movie if he had gotten returns it would have been a better it would have been we would have had a better world
0: well my choice i was tempted to go with a scene any scene from er with him and juliana margulies like in a dark room somewhere that by the way is the darkest hospital all tv hospitals the darkest hospitals ever we don't need light to operate here <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna do all of our medicine in the dark um but i picked uh, the bona fide scene from oh brother Where out there where art thou Again, oh yeah, for yeah. unique unique factor, memorable memorability. Um it becomes the singing, you know, the 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 very famous song from the movie. So, that's what I picked.
1: Got it. Got it. You know, he's Clooney's always best when he's just Clooney. When he gives you that little cockeyed head move and then just repeats what you say. That's my favorite. That's my favorite part of With
0: Clooney. With his silky voice.
1: Yeah, and he just says the he just says what you've said. Mhm. <laughs> except as a question which is which is great and my favorite my and my favorite Clooney performance and of course he's had academy award stuff but i like the peacemaker. Have you ever seen the peacemaker?
0: I have seen the peacemaker. It's yeah. back, It was now, really right after he left ER and Right. Right.
1: Yeah. It's with Nicole Kidman by yeah. the way. This won't be my Nicole Kidman choice when we get to this. <laughs> but the peacemaker is one of my favorite George Clooney performances. It's it's again, he's it's, but it was before he became Danny Ocean. Sure. So it was like Danny Ocean before. But it's a lighter, it's a lighter shade of Danny Ocean. But it's very Clooney and yeah, I like. I just like that movie, and I just like him in it.
0: Clooney plays a lot of dudes that are very impressed with it themselves, and that's one of them. He's, <laughs> He's very, very pleased with himself. That's
1: a part of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you could you could have chosen Out of Sight. I mean, I could have chosen a, a bunch of other movies for Clooney, but uh, for some odd reason, I like The Peacemaker. I don't know. It's just a good movie. I like. It's just uh, it's it's lightweight enough for me, but it sh- it it gives you all you need to know about him.
0: So if we had gone the other way and said this is the movie you have to watch, uh, Out of Sight would have been my pick for Clooney.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean that's a that's a yeah that's the that's the start of the, the 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 serious Clooney
0: bit yeah but I wasn't gonna go there that wasn't my thing Brad Pitt um, again had a really a <laughs> really hard time with so many of these um, I decided anything from Snatch basically. <laughs> you like him with that terrible accent? He's the best part of that movie uh, by a large margin, and every time he's on screen, it's it's hilarious. I wish he had done more weird stuff like that and, and had more opportunities to play a weirdo, because I actually think he's sort of secretly maybe a good actor, but it has to be the right role.
1: Yeah, he's, you know, so I'm not going to use this opportunity to just bag on Guy Ritchie because... I will, <laughs> but but for me, um, Brad Pitt is Fight Club. I think that uh, I think it's his best performance. I think he's got it's it's got all the things you need from a Brad Pitt performance. Is um, sarcastic enough. It's you know I mean part of it probably has to do with the fact that Ed Norton's also excellent in that movie, and they get to play off each other. But
0: Pitt's just great anytime he gets to be kinetic. When he has to be yeah. sort of a blank faced goob, like he really comes off wooden. But when he gets an opportunity to kind of chew the scenery a little bit, he does uh-huh. it in a really entertaining way.
1: Right, right. And he just—if um, you sort of take something like um, Legends of the Fall, where he's all sort of beautific and just you know this whole you know Legends of Brad Pitt thing, where it's all schmaltzy. I mean, that he's not, not my favorite movie. He, no, and he's and he's. He tries to, you know, he cries a little bit, whatever. I just don't, that's not the Brad Pitt I like. The Brad Pitt I like is Fight Club Brad Pitt. And, and that Brad Pitt shows up a little bit here and there. I mean, it shows up in like Inglorious Bastards a little bit. That, it's that Brad Pitt that I like. And, uh, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say Fight Club for that. All right. We're going to have to go a lot
0: faster. That's okay.
1: (laughs) We can go faster.
0: Pacino. (laughs) Pacino. So this one came to me immediately and it's, uh, it's a scene from Heat where he's yelling at Hank Azaria and he starts to say, She's got a big, because his hands go out when he says it. But when he changes it mid scene. It's weird to me that they kept this take. And so he's like, She's got a great ass and your head is all the way up it.
1: <laughs> hey, decent Pacino. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, much better than your Australian accent from last week.
0: <laughs> no, I enjoy every minute of listening to that later on. <laughs>
1: Anyway, th- so there's two Pacinos, right? There's Pacino after "Son of a Woman," yeah, who is
0: screaming Pacino, and then there's previous Pacino. And sort um, of, I think the "Son of a Woman" Pacino was always in there because Scarface is "Son of a Woman" Pacino, just young version.
1: <laughs> Which the,
0: Pacino's accent in
1: in Scarface is absolutely the best. Anyway, <laughs> I, I I think that um, I think for me, you know. I love the I love the full on, set of a woman Pacino.
0: Oh God! Because are you the only person in the world that likes that performance? I maybe I think
1: it's just so over the top and just he yells a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I just like it for some odd reason. I I've watched that movie a lot. I don't know why. I just have, and I like him. I like him that way. So that's is it. "Quote unquote the Pacino I grew up on." <laughs> it's sort of that way. It's it feels like for me that Pacino is my favorite Pacino, where he's just he's just gone off. And uh, I don't know. It's obviously you could say The Godfather, but which is probably his best performance. But for me, in terms of if I had if you said, "Hey, I have to watch one Pacino performance," I said, "I just watch a set of a woman sit back and enjoy." <laughs>
0: You know, I have a theory about that, and I don't And I don't mean to offend anyone who might be blind or knows a blind person, because I don't know anything about being blind and, and how hard no. and terrible that sounds like it must be. Um, but it does seem like if you are born blind, that you're a quiet person, and if you lose your sight, that you're going to be yelling like you're in a dark room all the time. <laughs> Maybe. Like you feel like nobody can hear you because you can't see anything. Right. At least that's, I right. feel like, the choice that Pacino is making in that movie. Exactly. All right, and so then, have all uh, the women to do well, still. No, so. no, no.
1: Wait, so we'll we're going to save the women for next week. Okay. That works. And me. we'll give them and give them equal, give them equal time. Okay. Uh, but we did have, I, I had DiCaprio on our list.
0: Did we talk about DiCaprio? Yeah. I'm the king of the world. I got nothing else for you.
1: Really? That's, that's, that's the it. one. That's Titanic? all there. Is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's king. God, what else do you is, got?
1: That is the best. That is the best. That is the best. <laughs> Leo, isn't it?
0: To this day, uh, as a 40 year old man. If we go to a <laughs> playground where there's like a set of bars that I can climb up on and lean forward. I'm going to climb up there and I'm going to say whether I say it out loud or not. I'm thinking, I'm the king of the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. I, you know, I think that DiCaprio is is uh, he's obviously a good actor. I think he gets sucked into these, you know, these these little. I'm not sold things. on
0: the Leonardo's, de- Leonardo's greatness. I'm not sold on it. I, I think he. You think he's overrated? I, I think yes. I think that he's good. I don't know if he's as good as everyone says he is. Yeah.
1: For me, my favorite DiCaprio performance is catch me if you can. Yeah. I think, I, agree. I think, I think catch me if you can is all the things you like about DiCaprio. He's, you know, he's charming and then he's kind of desperate and he's, then he's, you know, he, you, you feel for him. He he evokes some sympathy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's a great performance. Um, so I, for me, I would say, Catch Me If You Can for, for Leo DiCaprio. I think that's
0: a good choice. All right. Well, that was fun. So we'll come back and we'll do the women. We can do them next week. We'll do them next
1: week. Yeah. We'll, we'll, pick, up, uh, we'll pick up the best performances from the women next week. All great. right.
0: Well, with our last few minutes of show, we move into the OT. And that means... Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! Dad jokes of the week. Woo! woo alright so this um, this first one um, made me angry because it's the worst <laughs> it's the worst kind of dad joke there is because it's just not a joke at all it's just one of these things where I read you a is setup.
1: It, it's worse than the Delaware joke from last week
0: the Delaware joke is fantastic <laughs> Delaware is New Jersey all right, anyway uh, so this is one of these it's not a joke how do you stop a monster from digging up your garden take your shovel away that's correct <laughs> we to go to hell with that I feel bad. (laughs) You should feel bad. You shouldn't feel bad. The person who put that in this calendar should feel bad. Oh. All right. So the other ones, uh, we get a little bit better as we progress here. So this is also not one of my favorites, but I've heard it probably because I've heard it many times. Mountains aren't just funny. They're hill areas. (laughs) Don't laugh. That's bad. They're hill areas? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Is that new to you? No. All right. (laughs) Why did the man put his car in the oven? Because he wanted a hot rod.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't have put my car in the oven if I wanted a hot rod. Right.
0: Why would you got to put something that is rod shaped to put in the oven?
1: (laughs) I'd have put my wiener in there.
0: Why did the mechanic put his crowbar in the oven? Yeah, I'm not going to acknowledge your wiener in the oven joke. (laughs) Why did the mechanic put his crowbar in the oven? Because he wanted a hot rod. That's funny. Yeah. A man put his car. It's just, you're just lazy. It's too lazy. I hear you. Why I told this one to the kids. This was an Easter joke. Why couldn't the rabbit fly home for Easter? He couldn't afford the hair fare. Whoa. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> that is
1: really awful. All
0: right, this one I like. All right. My grandfather has the heart of a lion and a lifetime ban at the zoo. <laughs> solid. And then this one... Uh, Elicited an out loud laugh, uh, a delayed one, when I told it to um, my family because nobody got it the first time I told it, which is maybe my fault. But, uh, <laughs> you can't run through a campsite; you can only ran because it's past tense. <laughs> now that reminds me of one of my all time favorite dad jokes, mm-hmm. which is, "I can never relax when I go camping; it's intense." right yeah.
1: or it is the uh two tepees walk into a uh a, psychi- into a counselor's office says we can't stop arguing and the counselor says well of course you can't you're too tense
0: exactly right
1: <laughs> a well-worn a well-worn tense joke
0: i like tense jokes
1: all right they're they're solid that's a good thing all, all right, right
0: that's it for me what do you got
1: here it is what does a sherpa do after a long day of guiding people up and down mount everest I don't know. Himalayan down. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So <laughs> <laughs> you like that one? Oh one. yeah. I, yeah.
0: I, I, I. <laughs> Good job. You know, thank you. Good job. Thank you. I work hard on these. Yeah, you just sit around thinking about puns? No, I I I
1: so I do I uh, I I workshop them on my whiteboard at work. Nice. So I put them up there, and some people laugh, and some people don't, and some are, uh, some are good or some are bad, and, and sometimes I'll, I'll change one or, or sort of ask for feedback. It's pretty funny. So uh, you everybody, remember, everybody just... of course,
0: your, your mom's favorite soccer team. Yes. <laughs> well, I used uh, JFC today in a text message to uh, a friend about a situation we were dealing with as in response to something that was going on. You didn't know what JFC stands for, I assume. No. Well, I just said Jesus. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> JSC. Right. Got well, it. So I was thinking, yeah, well, what's, the evan- what's, an, what's, a, what's an angry evangelical's favorite soccer team? <laughs> <laughs> JSC? <laughs> That's funny. Jesus FC, yeah. All right, so I wanted to talk a little bit in the OT really about me being a bad parent. So <laughs> <laughs> I um, I find that I have a really hard time when... I tell the kids stop doing this. You're going to get hurt. And then it comes to pass and I don't run over and I'm like, Oh, are you all right? I'm like, well, what the fuck did you think was going to happen?
1: That is a, that is, I think that's a very much of a dad thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's the, the, uh, that's what you're supposed to do. Like right. quit jumping around on that table. You're gonna you're gonna crack your head open. And jumping around on the table, they fall off
0: and then they look at you I'm like, shh, don't yeah, exactly. You. I don't you're gonna cry yet, a it hurts.
1: Can yeah. you move it? I was like, ooh, that <laughs> like sometimes you can tell they've really hurt themselves. Yeah. Like sometimes they sometimes they just kinda of fall over and then sometimes they like whack themselves yeah. and if if they whack themselves pretty hard, I'm much more sympathetic but I still tell them, I still make a point to tell them you shouldn't have been jumping around in the goddamn
0: ottoman. You, you know what I mean? It's like you're, you're, that's how it goes. Well, I feel bad. Cause I tend to get mad. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> now I have something <laughs> to deal with that I yeah. didn't previously have to deal with. Right.
1: Right. And you know, it's funny is, um, we do the same thing when I play golf with my kids. Like, so my wife sometimes comes walking with us on, in the evenings, you know, three of us will be playing golf and she'll just walk along. Sure. And I'll see my son set up and maybe he's not quite in the right position. I know what's going to happen. Something bad's going to happen. You know, you get that. You look at somebody playing golf. You're like, ooh, something bad's going to happen here. And then, of course, he swings the club and something bad happens. And I tell him, I, said, I, say to, I say to him, so what happened there? And he generally knows. Like, oh, I was standing too close to it or whatever, this and that. My wife says, "Well, why don't you fix him before he swings the club?" And I said, "If I fix him before he swings the club, he's never gonna learn. He, he you gotta hit, you gotta, he's gotta hit some bad shots, because if I fix him every time, he just, he's never gonna learn on his own. He's never gonna, he's never gonna realize. Oh, the the alarm bell in his head's never gonna go off. It's like, oh shit, I'm standing too close. Yeah, because if I stand right here, because the last three times I did it, I got <laughs> some crazy." Some crazy duck hook thing. So anyway, they get. I mean, you don't want them to. You don't want them to learn gun safety this way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's certainly a lot of situations where you can just say, you know what, okay, you, you're your call this time, pal, and. And if you come back with a bloody head, it's on you. But I think that's I the
0: thing that makes really, it, I get, I'm more angry if you're seriously hurt because now I really have a problem to deal with, especially <laughs> if I've told you to stop. Like I, right. I feel bad for you, but at the same time, I'm like you, God, would you just, right. Listen, I swear, I'm not trying to make your life harder. I I don't want to tell you to do things any more than I have to. I think today, I finally, I always think I finally got through to them, but I feel like every (laughs) dinner, I'm scolding them about eating their dinner. Like, stop doing this, stop doing that, stop whatever, stop getting up, stop whatever you're doing, just stop it and just eat, because otherwise you would be sitting here for an hour after the rest of us are done. And finally today, I was like, look, I don't want to have to do this coach you through dinner every night i go to work while you're at school i don't just disappear in a cloud of smoke until you come home and then i reappear (laughs) waiting for you to drive my blood pressure through the roof (laughs) i'd like to chill out too can you just eat dinner (laughs) damn it oh i love being a parent it's so great
1: i know isn't it isn't it the best
0: it is and that's our (laughs) show for the week so our thanks to all of you for listening to the two on three podcast please know that we appreciate tremendously the time you choose to spend with us If you don't already, please subscribe and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. You know, if you've made it this far, I want to remind you, especially if you're a loyal listener, if you've got a topic that you need to get off your chest, and maybe you're a fellow podcaster, and your show doesn't ever feel like the right venue to do it, we are here for you. Come share. Come on over. Don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. I'll reiterate that. So we'll be back next week with more inverted prone position madness. And until then, peace.